on Hassan. We can't take him in Iran. He's not in Iran. Who do we send? Right, that's where we're in position. Bravo team offloads here. Alpha team stays on board to land downrange. This is capture or kill. Ya son más de 10 años metiéndole y todavía sueno como nuevo. Baby no tiene relevo, me sobra el dinero, el respeto y los huevos. Yo, cada movimiento que hago es luego otro nivel de leo. Tú sonaste, me pagaste y no lleva ni la mitad. We're shifting, watch the containers. access to the open beta. Life is full of bittersweet transitions. It's difficult to know how these changes will impact us over time. They can hit harder than expected and may contribute to feelings of hopelessness. You good, sir? Or even thoughts of suicide. We got this. Support from friends and family 
can make a big difference to a veteran going through a difficult time. We've got this, Dad. Let's go. I got this. Together, our actions could help save a life. Learn more at VeteransCrisisLine.net. Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hoobazoo Network. You can find out more on Hoobazoo.com. And as we count down to number 300, I want to thank my sponsors, Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, Mark Holmes, Army National Guard veteran of Reapers Detailing and Power Washing. Thank you. And my supporters, Semper Savage Salad Dressing, Bottom Gun Coffee, and Quezon Shaving Company. Thank you. And this is a really special time and day. Um, we're recording this on June 6th, which is, you know, anybody knows is the day that the U.S. attacked Normandy and did the D-Day invasion, so it feels really fitting because I'm with a family member of a, of a fallen hero, Julie Roger. Welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, we've been talking for a while, and COVID and everything got in the way, but we're here now, and it seems fitting in your beautiful home here. Thank you for having me out. Um we got connected through Jennifer Lee and, you know, she was talking about the Blackbeard, you know, foundation or motorcycle ride. And I got interested reading about your cousin's story, mm -hmm. Matthew Pacino, AKA call sign Blackbeard or black. <laughs> and we'll get into that in a second. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting that it wasn't just a, no death in combat as a normal thing, but it's what you all did because of his legacy that was really interesting to me. So he has a really like colorful, vibrant life. I was kind of hoping you start off and tell me what it was like being a cousin to a larger than life character. Well, I, most of my memories are from um, when we were younger. So my family lived in Virginia, me and my mom and dad and my brother and they, my grandparents and Matthew and his sisters and um, parents were up here. They um, were in Bourne, so, and my grandparents in Plymouth. So we would, on the last day of school every year, we would get in the car and drive up from Virginia and just live here for six months, I mean, six weeks um, every summer. And we'd spend them with Matthew and my grandparents down in Plymouth and Bourne. And most of my memories are from, he was that much older than me. So most of them are from when I was a little girl. Um, we always joke around and everyone makes fun of me. I, when I was little, I wanted to marry Matthew. When I grew up, I had a crush on him. And I finally got, my mom was like, okay, it's cute when you're little, you have to know now, Matthew's your cousin, you can't, like, oh, okay, can't marry Matthew. Oh, well, I'll have to find someone new. And that was kind of those memories. Oh, we're gonna see Matthew. And his sisters um, were amazing to me. I was kind of an annoying little kid. Um, no. I was, and they'll tell you. <laughs> they'll tell, they're nice about it now, but I was horrible. But they were I, all, I, I used that. to get so excited to come up here and be with them and, um, we just summers at the pool and my grandparents' house and cookouts and all that stuff. And then it was after 9-11 is when he joined the army and I was only in high school. Um, and it all kind of happened very quickly. He went off to basic training and before we knew it, it was a Green Beret. And the last time I saw him was at a cookout at my grandparents' house in the backyard. Oh, wow. um, and then he went off to, he had deployed to Iraq twice. Um, and his deployment to Afghanistan was in t July of 2009 and he was killed that November. So, um, but my last memories of him are just the same as growing up, just a cookout at my grandparents' house, playing bocce, swimming in the pool and great food and family. And 
that's kind of, that's how we always, that's how we remember. Did you ever see him in uniform? Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. Not in person, only in pictures. We never, I, he was just in regular civilian clothing at our no, family a lot, parties. A lot, a lot of siblings will say that as they never, you know, they never got to yeah, see Yeah, I don't know if Lisa and Melissa ever did. I mean, I'm sure that they did. Um, we, but no, you know, it's, I've never been asked that. No, I haven't. I never saw him in uniform in person. Only the pictures and he is, he's larger than life and his, his personality, his attitude, his love of his family, um, especially his sisters and his niece and nephews. Um, it just, you could tell the second you met him, you could, you knew how much he loved his family. So you see this and kind of take me through what happens when, when you all get the news that he has, you know, lost his life serving our country. Um, I'll never forget the day I, um, I came home from work. I was living, I was 22 or 23 at the time. Um, I was still living with my parents and I came home and we had heard, um, a couple days before that, um, an American was killed. And we, every time we heard something like that, our heart sank. Um, and I came home and my dad met me at the door, which was odd. He never really did. I just always walked in. And I knew immediately walking to the door that something must have been wrong. Um, and my mom, I walked in, my dad said hi in a very somber kind of a way. Um, and my mom was standing in the kitchen behind him with the phone down and her head down. And she, I knew, I could tell she was crying. And um, my dad said, we lost Matt, Matthew was killed. And I just, I think the times that he came home from Iraq, it was such a sigh of relief. And I don't think you ever think that it's ever going to happen to your family member. Um, I can't imagine, you know, his, his parents and his sisters. I, of course we were close growing up, but I didn't have that connection with him. Like his, you know, immediate family did. And so how hard it was for us and my mom and my grandparents, I, it was a million times harder for his sisters and his mom and dad and his niece and nephews. Um, but I'll never forget, just seemed very surreal. And then, um, it all happened we went we had a memorial service for him um down in plymouth while we waited for his funeral to happen in arlington about um i think it was about three weeks later oh wow yeah which was i always tell people about his funeral it was the most beautiful and saddest it's such an oxymoron it was so beautiful but so sad and um but he deserved it he thought it was so respectful and beautiful and that's the he deserved that's the burial he deserved um and i've never experienced anything like that in my life being at a funeral in arlington national cemetery i mean it was just surreal um and then shortly after that we my um his two sisters just we the foundation kind of it happened and we you know we all knew matthew he was he wanted to help he always wanted to help people he was selfless in and out of the army. Um, and we always say this is, if he was still here, this is the work that he would be doing. So carrying on his legacy, um, he died protecting our freedom, us, our country, and his unit behind him. And, and that's one of the things I've picked up from, you know, talking with you and others about this, this, this is a way to keep that legacy and his memory alive. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that the family really, you know, came together and said, we're going to do this. And what was that like seeing that come together? Um, it just, 
much like I describe his funeral, it's so it's beautiful. Of course, we wish that we didn't have to have a memorial foundation for our family member, um, but it really is. It's a beautiful thing, and I I know that he would be so proud, and I know that this is what he would want to be doing too. It's just in the amount of support that we've gotten over the years, and it just continues to grow. And our biggest thing is that we we never want him to be forgotten. We never want anyone to forget the sacrifice that he and so many others have made, especially since 9-11. Um, and that really is our main goal. Of course, help other veterans and their families. Um, but most of all, we never ever want anyone to forget about Matthew and the sacrifice that he made and the legacy that he left behind. And that I, like I said, we wish we didn't have to have a memorial foundation, but we do. And it's, it's Matthew's foundation. It's never, you will never hear anybody in my family say, mine, I, it's, we're a team and it's all for Matthew. It's Matthew's foundation. It's Matthew's motorcycle ride. And that's the biggest thing we want people to remember him and his name and everything that he stood for. Well, one of the things that stood up about the, about the motorcycle ride was, is the Staff Sergeant Matthew Pacino Blackbeard motorcycle ride now. Mm -hmm. Now tell me where did Blackbeard come <laughs> from? Because I'm looking on the website, one of the pictures on his name tape says black. And I'm like, wait a the minute. The one with Chuck Norris? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, picture. wait a minute. Yeah, so, so Blackbeard, that was his call sign. And I, I don't know when it came to be, but um, it was because he could grow that if you look on our website and look at pictures of Matthew, that beard, he could grow it apparently very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how he got that nickname, uh, the call sign Blackbeard. And it just seemed fitting, the, you know, to name all of, of course, Matthew's name isn't everything, but Blackbeard, so people knew him by his teammates and everything. Well, so. I, I definitely, I'm like, you know, uh, you know, just in, in, in tongue in cheek, if you put a, a, a pirate hat on him with a, a broadsword he looks like a blackbeard <laughs> yes it was very it fits. Thick. i know and i had never i never knew him to have a beard or i i think he might have had some facial hair when i remember um growing up like maybe like a goatee or something i maybe not a goatee i'm sorry he didn't have a goatee but he had some but i never saw him with a big bushy beard like that so yeah he was pretty badass looking <laughs> no 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 i mean i mean it's an iconic uh it left an impression on me and, and you know, you have uh, the ride coming up in July, correct? Yep, July 10th, Sunday, July 10th. Um, a couple years ago, we were a little discouraged. They tried to shut us down because of really? COVID. Um, and my cousins, God, they're amazing and the, they work so hard um, and pulled it off. And we actually, that to the, that was our biggest ride yet. The, the year that we thought we were gonna have to get canceled and we ended up having to change the day or something. And we got over a thousand bikes. What? And last year we did, I believe 1200 or just over. Now, when's the ride this year? Sunday, July 10th. Okay. Um, yep, registration starts at 8 a.m. Um, it's down in Sagamore. Um, and all the information's on the website, um, on Facebook. If anyone's on Facebook, you can follow the um, foundation page. Um, I'll have all the links. Yeah, perfect. Um, we have t-shirts, Blackbeard t-shirts, um, and tons of um, merchandise. We have um, glasses and koozies and um, patches. You know, it, it's unbelievable. The, the motorcycle world, the riding club world, I, I never knew anything about it until we started having these rides. And they are some of the best people that I've ever met in my life. They are respectful and so humble and just you can tell that they're genuinely happy to be there supporting my family and Matthew's foundation and 
really what we stand for, which is making sure that no veterans ever get forgotten or left behind. Um, so I love seeing, I've been out in places all over the state and I've seen, you know, a guy on a motorcycle at Dunkin' Donuts and he has a Blackbeard patch. Like, it's unbelievable to me um, the support that we continue to get over the years, so. Not only do you all get support, but it's my understanding that you give a lot of support. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the stories on the website that I followed up on was the Lance Corporal from the Marine Corps who you all helped out. And I was you know, hoping you would tell me about that if you could. Um, yes, which one with the truck or yes. the, yep. So um, when Matthew had deployed, I believe he was working on um, a Corvette, his brother-in-law, my cousin Lisa's husband um, and their sons, they worked on cars and everything like that. Motorcycle, love motorcycles. So. Um, they had a truck built for him. He was um, trying to remember if he was a double amputee and now he can drive his truck. They built, you know, the, the lifts to get in. No kidding. It's, yeah, it's It was an amazing story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes people get, you know, kind of jaded. Okay, it's another motorcycle run. Where's the money go? But it's obvious that, you know, the support that, that you get for the foundation mm -hmm. goes back into helping veterans directly. Yeah. We were just talking about that, that, you know, there are lots of foundations out there who are huge, who are known nationally. And I hate to say it, sometimes you don't know where your money's going. You yeah. just donate after you saw a commercial on TV. You don't know where it's actually going. With Matthew's foundation, my family and the, the, you know where it's going. You physically see it. There one year we, um, raised enough money to get, um, it's called a warrior XL hot tub for a um, veteran who lived in Plymouth who had a lot of pain and the aquatic therapy was really good for his pain management. Um, and that's what we tell, we tell people at the rides, this is where your money's going. We're getting a hot tub for this veteran who needs pain management. And you know, some insurance doesn't cover it or the VA is not helping, which that's a totally different story. But you know, these veterans that come home and their them and their families need help. And that's, we want everyone to know, you know, we're a family run volunteer foundation. We, you know where your money's going if you donate to Matthew's foundation. Well, and that's the best thing about it. But I, I do want to back up, not so much on the VA, but think about it. You know, you have private insurance. You've, you've been hurt in service to this country. Mm -hmm. and, and these insurance companies like, nah, you don't need that. Isn't it unbelievable? And I mean, I, again, it's a totally different conversation, but there are people who aren't even in this country legally getting health care, and our veterans who have fought and been injured and almost killed for our freedom get nothing. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me. It makes me very well, angry. Well, it, it does happen. And the reason I kind of want to talk about it for just a little bit mm -hmm. is there's a lot of people out there who believe, well, you know, they're all taken care of. Everything's all set. You know, you've got... No, there, there are veterans who go to their insurance companies saying, hey, I got hurt in Desert Storm or Korea, Vietnam or whatever. Yeah. Literally shut down. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's where an organization like yours comes in to fill that gap. Mm -hmm. Do you ever, do you all ever want to get to the point where, you know, you don't have to do that? It would be amazing if our veterans could be taken care of better than they are. Um, as long as that keeps going the way it's going though, we will continue to help whoever and give whatever we can as a foundation, as a family in yeah. Matthew's name. We've even given things like grocery store gift cards to a veteran, he, you know, he came home, he's got PTSD and a lot of mental 
illness going on and he can't even afford groceries. You know, he's divorced and he has kids and he, he can't even afford his groceries. Like, how how is that okay? He just came home fighting for our freedom. And I think that makes me upset too that I, I think people not only take it for granted, but I don't think they, they realize the gravity. And, you know, I, even if I, you know, did not have a family member who was a fallen hero and have this foundation. I, I come from a military family. My dad's a veteran. My grandfathers are both veterans. I grew up very patriotic and was taught to respect and, and understood, understood what serving this country really meant. And I, I think that's lost today, unfortunately. Um, I'm trying to instill it in my daughter and let her know. She knows all about Matthew. She never got to meet him, but she knows he's a hero and he did go to heaven fighting for us. And she knows what the word sacrifice means. Like I want to instill that in her the way my parents did in me. And unfortunately, again, I think that's lost today that people don't understand the gravity and they don't understand what it actually means, what these veterans have done and what they're still doing for our country. Cause I think people just go on living and they don't think about it. So what's it like? You, you, you all get the call. I mean, help is needed. Mm-hmm. You go through the vetting process, you understand the yes, scope of the very, situation. Yeah. And then the, the help arrives in the form of, of somebody reaching out and making sure the help's delivered. Mm-hmm. What's that like when you all meet together, either as a, as a group or a board or whatever, to discuss what's been done? What's the feeling in the room when it's like, hey, we got to win? I think, you know, even, we, I think my family would all agree, even if we just help one veteran a year, which we don't, we help, we help many, it's, it's amazing. Um, it's just, I think it gives us a sense of hope that it's not gonna always be like this and we're always gonna try and do what we can to help. But it, it really is, it really is humbling. Um, and I think coming to our events, you even say, even if you don't ride a motorcycle or whatever, come to our event and just see. See what it's like when we, you know, we let everyone know it's announced where money's going from the, the, the money raised today at the ride is going X, Y, Z. And hearing that, I think people just, like I said, you see a commercial on TV and you say, they say, oh, you're going to help a veteran if you send money. We're actually being specific. You tell me, we made, we, the foundation raised enough money to build this truck for this amputee and get this hot tub and get grocery gift cards. And you're like, wow, that's, this is real tangible thing and it's it's really humbling it really is and i i wish i wish that there were more foundations and more available help available to our veterans but it really is it's amazing and i'm very proud to be even just a little part of it um it's i think there needs to be there need to be more people who i who realize and who who understand the gravity of it all well, it's what you said, though. It's one life at a time. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of that, you have this ride coming up yes. in July, and yep. I'll have all the links to it in the Oscar Mike Radio Show post. You'll be seeing it. You know, there you, you can't miss if you follow me, and follow me, please. <laughs> but after the ride, what's kind of next for you all? Um, well, we do have a golf tournament down in Orlando. That's where Matthew's parents are retired. His dad is a retired state trooper. Um, and they live down in Orlando. So at the Orlando Ritz-Carlton, there's a Blackbird Golf Tournament every year, and um, Fairways for Warriors is who we partner with there. So you can sponsor a veteran to play. Um, They have the golf equipment for amputees and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's really cool. So that's, um, that's, we used to have, we had comedy nights. We've had um, 
you know, smaller events like that too. We had a big gala one night um, a few years ago. And I, I think that the ride is, de- the ride's definitely our biggest event every year, followed by the golf tournament. Um, but I, we just, little things, even if we're not having an event, little things throughout the year, we are still, we're still, you know, the family's still working and raising awareness and raising money and um, always trying to find someone to help. And um, so it is, it's not just, we do a lot of preparation for the ride, of course, in the golf tournament, um, but it's an 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are, I, we're thinking of ways we can help. Um, and I'm just really proud, like I said, to even be a little part of it. So, so you know, as we kind of wind this down, mm-hmm. oh, oh, what happened there? Anyway, that stays in. Um, there's a lot of division in America right now. Mm. But in your mind, what what's the best part about being in this country and how, how we do things as Americans? Um. Right now, I'm a little discouraged about how we're doing things as Americans, but my family and, you know, my circle, people I surround myself with, um, I'm just proud, no matter what's going on and how much I disagree with what's going on right now in the country, you can't take away what our veterans have been through, um, what Gold Star families have been through. Um, Like I said, it's just the gravity of it all. I just wish people would understand Um, but I'm proud to be an American always, no matter what. I'm proud to come from a family of military members and police officers. Um, I'm proud that people who are very close to me are police officers and former veterans. Um, but it means a lot to be an American and I just, I wish people would realize that, but it does it, it. Having the foundation and, you know, having a family member who is a fallen hero and being involved in so many things. Um, I just, you can't, it's impossible to forget the sacrifices that have been made for our freedom. Um, and I think if people got more involved or even came to an event, um, they could kind of see that and maybe they wouldn't take it for granted as much. Um, I was just having this conversation. I sing the national anthem at various events, of course, at all of Matthew's events. Um, and we were talking about the meaning behind the lyrics to the national anthem. I think a lot of the time it's just sung because that's what you do before a sporting event or a charity event. But it's always, I've, I've been singing it since I was a little girl. Um, that's a difficult song to sing. I've tried doing it. <laughs> it's not easy. It, it technically is. You're racking in front of a lot of people too. Yes. But um, I think the lyrics and the words and the meaning behind the song is forgotten about too. Um, but it, it, and that's another thing that I think people should take a step back and think about the history of our country and where we've been and the sacrifices that so many people have made, specifically since 9-11, but of course before. I mean, the whole history of our country is incredible if people would sit down and want to learn about it um, and actually absorb it. But I just, I'm, like I said, I'm always proud to be an American no matter what state our country is in. Um, Right now, it's a little frustrating, but... Especially when I go to the gas pumps. Oh, my Lord. I know. Who can afford this? (laughs) It's like, whoa. I know. Um, But that's what I love about the events, too, especially the motorcycle ride. I mean, the patriotism. It's almost like we have this one day where it's like, okay, not all hope is lost. There are still patriots. There are still people who support 
our military, our police, our veterans, our gold star families. I, and I just, I, it goes by way too fast because I just want to absorb every second of that patriotism. And the, it, it gives me goosebumps every time, no matter how many times this will be, um, we've been doing this for 11, 12 years and I, it's never ceases to amaze me. It's like the first time every time because it really is the support and the patriotism and the respect that is shown at Matthew's events. It just floors me. And I wish people just come and see. I mean, it will restore your faith in our country a little bit. So just we'll go kind of off the beaten path here mm -hmm. for a second. You do have a lot of family in law enforcement. Do you see any similarities between some of the challenges veterans face and law enforcement and first responders face? I, I do more so now than ever because um, I think of, of the protests that have gone on, especially if you're a police officer who is a veteran who's been to war. I, I don't think you would expect to come home and be at war again in your own streets and have things thrown at you and be you have people spit in your face and call you names when all you're trying to do is protect your community and right. serve because that's what you took an oath to do. Um, I think there is definitely a connection. I think even if these police officers were not veterans, they're going through a lot. They've told, been threatened every day. You know, I, I just, it's, it's very sad. And again, it goes hand in hand with the, I think the respect and has been lost for unfortunately military and police officers, especially in the last few years. And I don't know, it's, it's sad. It's sad to hear my family members say, why did I do this? Why did I go into this profession? Should have been a firefighter. Like, I, I don't want to hear that. I want, they joined, they became a police officer for a reason. Right. And now that reason is gone because it's like, well, what am I doing? I'm so, I definitely think there is a connection. I think that, um, I think that especially, like I said, now more than ever with the protests and everything going on and a veteran should not come home from war and still feel like they're at war in their own backyard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm with Julie Roger, cousin of uh, Staff Sergeant Matthew Pacino. The ride is July 10th. I'll have all the links in the Oscar Mike Radio Show post. You know, Julie, I want to thank you on this, you know, to me, kind of a sacred day mm -hmm. in our country's history or the world's history, you know, June 6th D-Day for sharing about Matthew's story, his legacy, what it meant to you and the family and how you all are really doing something substantial to keep that legacy alive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for remembering Matthew and letting everyone know about him because that's our goal. Well, you, the ride is coming up. You still have time to register. Kickstands up the whole nine yards. I'm Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. This is my guest, Julie. And as I say, we are Mission in Flight. Thank you very much. Thank you. I want to thank you for joining me and watching Oscar Mike Radio. Now go to OscarMikeRadio.com and click Shop to check out all the cool merchandise from Authentically American. All proceeds go to veteran service organizations. We are Mission in Flight.